Welcome to the Natural Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Whitfield-Cook. Join us as we interview expert clinicians, researchers and well-being experts from around the world and explore the evidence and application of complementary medicine in global healthcare. The following podcast is intended as professional information for integrated practitioners and as such must not be taken as medical advice. Patients are expressly directed to seek appropriate care from a suitably qualified practitioner. Hi everyone. Today we have an urgent message from Dr. Christine Horton about the Cell Logic Symposium 2023, which is to be held in Brisbane on the 4th and 5th of November. Welcome to the Natural Medicine Podcast, Christine. How are you? Thank you very much, Andrew. I'm very well. So firstly, I have to ask, what inspired you to hold a whole symposium on the secret language of food? Well, apart from the fact that it's a bit of an intriguing title, when I started out in practice back in the 70s, there were so few supplements available that whatever we did clinically, we largely did with food. And so I've always had a healthy respect for the power of good, wholesome food in uh, treating human disease and in maintaining good health. And so as the years have gone on, we all got caught up in using a lot of supplements. And when I left practice in 2004, I came to realise that in many ways we've forgotten our roots. Natural medicine is surely about what nature has to offer. And in the last 20 years, I've been so involved in research, in food science, in nutrigenomics, that I realised that we needed to bring food back onto the prescription pad. And there's so much evidence available now that wasn't when I started out in practice. And I just wanted to share that. And I know I have many colleagues around the world who are part of the speaking program for this symposium who feel, as I do, that food plays an important role and it's our time to talk about it again. Absolutely. So um, I have to ask, has this new world of nutrigenomics and epigenetics and how we interact with the world, has that simply validated what how you, how we used to practice in the old days? Well, it has, because even though we didn't understand the mechanisms that were at play, we are really now, um, I mean, what we didn't know was the way in which food molecules talk to our genes. And so we thought for a long time in terms of food being vitamins, minerals, carbohydrates, proteins and fats largely, and we forgot this important component, the signalling molecules. Now, the herbalists will know about this, even if they don't call them signalling molecules. But in the world of nutrigenomics now, we know a lot about what food molecules are upregulating beneficial genes and what food molecules we need to avoid, I guess, which um, are going to be upregulating disease-promoting genes. So even if you don't have access to a nutrigenomic or nutrigenetic test profile, the core principles which govern the way human cells function tells us enough that we can bring food back onto the menu even without those specifics. If you do understand more about the genetics, all the better. And on the program, we have specialists who will be speaking both on nutrigenetics and nutrigenomics 
including epigenetics. You know, there's heaps of CPD points um, events going around. Practitioners are sort of hard put to sort of allot their their time and indeed their money to various events. Why attend this one? What we've tried to do, Andrew, is make it an experiential program. So the event is not just about a series of speakers and their topics. Uh, the delegates will experience life in a, a Mediterranean-style um, environment. We have dinner in the vineyard is one of our um, entertainment events, but more importantly, we've got a novel uh, segment called Taste the Science, and it's here that we have our speakers presenting about individual foods and ingredient combinations and how those particular foods are upregulating beneficial genes. And then the delegates get to taste these foods. So it's a different way of looking at education in a nutrigenomic environment. I, th I think one of the things that's always missing is how do we actually make food that's palatable and engaging for our patients? And uh, this is what I think you're getting at with the, you're going to be sharing this actual experience with the delegates there. So they'll know K-N-O-W how yes. to do it for their patients and indeed for themselves. Yes. And we're producing a very nice handbook, which will have some of those details in it as well, which the clinicians can pass on to their patients. And, of course, we're mindful of the need to make these foods simple and easy to prepare, don't have to be complicated. Mm -hmm. Lots of people don't have the time. And we just want our clinicians to realise that they can get their patients to dip their toe into the water of trying different foods and better still to understand why it's not just about let's eat a balanced diet. It's about these particular foods will benefit that aspect of my health. So there's just one more important point that I'd like to mention, Andrew, and it's the fact that in the process of researching this material, I've discovered that children in Australia and probably elsewhere in the world are starting out on a diet which really sets them up for chronic disease. And this is happening at every stage of childhood, adolescence and going into adulthood. A lot of it is to do with the fact that we simply don't eat enough vegetables. It's much more complex than that, of course, but we do flesh this out and we do look at the sorts of foods that children are being offered and try to um, explain why these foods are just setting us on the wrong path. So part of what I want to impart to clinicians is to show them how to choose appropriate foods for children as patients and in particular to avoid some of the traps that are in the commercial foods available and even foods like the gluten-free offerings that are on the market. There's a whole host of nasty little e-numbers in there um, that are in fact more uh, harmful than we might have given them credit for. So this more is... than that, I won't say at the moment, but uh, <laughs> it's an important consideration. That's a very important message to get across and uh, for practitioners to learn. It's somewhere that we can so critically intervene 
And do I say the word manipulate in a good way to help patients and indeed health, help our economy, if you like to want to be mercenary about it, into the future? This is a really important message to attend. And I think one of the important additions to that is the fact that so many parents believe they are doing the very best they possibly can mm. for their children. They do anything for their kids. But unfortunately, we have the forces of commerce against us so often and poor decisions are being inadvertently made. So part of what I want to do on my second talk on um, inflammatory processes on the Sunday morning is to highlight what that means and what we can easily do about it. It's not difficult um, as long as we know where to start. So everyone will put up all the details so that you can secure your ticket in the show notes. Um, but if you search for the cell logic symposium 2023 you'll be sure to get to the right area where you can register for this event thanks so much for joining us today christine heaps to learn from from this uh, symposium to come thank you andrew we're looking forward to it too and i look forward to seeing everyone there thanks for joining us so much today i'm andrew whitfield cook see you soon Oh,